Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I am Brad. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you're having a great day. Hope it's going well. Um, man, I uh, I know I talk a lot about coffee on the show. You know, at least in the beginning. You know, that's how we kick things off here at the Coffee Buzz. But I've yet to talk about creamers. And my wife uh, got one the other day. And I, I'll be honest. Let me back up a second. I typically do not like creamers. I just, I don't know. I, I like my coffee the way that, uh, I don't know if you ever watched that show Twin Peaks, but the way that uh, Agent Dale Cooper would order his coffee. He would say, make it black as midnight on a moonless night. And I've pretty much stuck with that. You know, anytime I order a coffee, it's always black. But um, yeah, Kim picked up this creamer from So Delicious. It's a uh, coconut milk creamer. And it's it lives up to the name. It's so delicious. This is the... What flavor is this? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the French uh, vanilla. Delicious stuff. Uh, she describes it as Christmas in a cup. So uh, I recommend getting some of that if you're, if you're down with that. And, um, you know, don't be scared to try out these plant-based creamers because I'm telling you, they, uh, they've come a long way. This one, I don't think that, uh, I mean, I haven't had regular creamer in a while because dairy is scary, but I, uh, I don't think I'd be able to do the blind taste test and tell you which one was the plant-based. So I say give it a go. Try it out. It'll pair well with any coffee that you're drinking out there. So I've uh, recently been uh, watching these these two uh, guys, they got a podcast called Jumpers Jump, and they cover conspiracies, but it's it's not in the weird, like, JFK's coming back to anoint somebody king kind of conspiracies. It's not weird, uh, creepy stuff like that. It's, it's more entertaining type of conspiracies, which I kind of miss. You know, I haven't, I haven't heard too many of those, but Jumpers Jump. They've always got the, the best ones. Uh, the most recent one that I, I heard was the grocery store or the groceries conspiracy. And what that means is um, basically how we never notice our, our neighbors getting groceries or bringing their groceries in. And I mean, of all the people on my street, I noticed like one person, Ryan, that guy. I notice when he has groceries coming in, but um, that's only because he and I make small talk. And so the, the theory goes that the reason that you don't see those people loading up their groceries is because it's not an important part of your simulation. So it doesn't waste resources loading up that story for you unless you have a personal connection with that person that you see bringing in their groceries. I know it's silly, but uh, th these are the kind of conspiracies that I get into. And uh, I used to do episodes about silly little stuff like that, you know, conspiracies. But I don't know. They just got really dark and weird. And now I'm just, uh, I don't know. I'm more into quantum mechanics, quantum physics now, um, sort of the armchair quarterback of it, if you will. But I've recently ran across this guy. His name's Brian Scott, and he wrote a book called the New Earth Manual. And 
what he basically says in this book is a lot of the things that I have been hearing from Dolores Cannon and the law of one and the raw material. And it's that, you know, what we see in this world is reflected in everything. You know, the swirling galaxy, it looks like the swirling atoms inside of our bodies or in matter. You know, the microcosm is reflected in the macrocosm and it's reflected in nature and, and in space. This, this idea that he talks about, that he introduced me to, is about how we are energy fields. And it's, it's very easy, you know, living our lives to think that we are this body. We're a first person, you know, narrative going on. But if we accept, you know, this and just kind of let our imaginations go with it for a second, it could be a very powerful thing. You know, this is a lot of times I talk about how humans live within a fraction of their life. And this concept is, is one of the ways that I think puts a scientific reason behind that. You know, we are complex fields of energy and we can be integrated into other fields of energy. You know, once we expand our consciousness through the heart, we can join into a single field of energy and form what's known as a social memory complex. And like I said before, this is mentioned in the law of one and then the, uh, the raw material. If you haven't heard of that, it's a series of channelings given back in the eighties from an entity known as raw. And, what we see around us is evolution. You know, everything all around us, including ourselves, constantly evolving. And what's happening on the earth is an experiment. And it's both individualized and at the same time, we're expanding into this larger field together. Um, you know, not too long ago, atoms were believed to be the building blocks of matter. And... Science now tells us that the basic substance of the universe is comprised of invisible quantum fields. A lot of what this author talks about is about these quantum fields and how they interact and how our mind can affect a quantum particle. Our minds can change wave into particle. So, you know, what, why is this even important, right? It's a... What, what is this field stuff about? What it is is a non-material pattern of energy that exists in a, which exerts a visible influence. You know, so all the physical objects in our reality, they're vibrating at an energy locked into a field. We can't see this energy with our eyes, but these fields are carrying planets around the sun. This is electromagnetic fields. Uh, you know, there's fields existing throughout time and space and everything. And this is important because these fields are the medium that carries energy. And when it comes to our minds and thoughts, they behave much like waves and particles. When electricity moves along a wire, it creates a field. A thought does the same thing. When that field interacts with another, that's how ideas are born. On a larger scale, all of us together creating a single field is how we create the new earth. The law of one 
talks about moving into the single energy field. We are co-creating the earth now. The quantum field is the in-between of the spiritual and the physical world. And going deeper down into this rabbit hole, if you'll allow me for a second, I know that's deep for maybe a Monday morning if you're listening to this right out of the gate, but there are these things called morphogenetic fields. And these are not fixed, and they evolve. Like, for instance, my mini schnauzer has developed different cells than her wolf ancestors. And there's also something the author talks about called a morphic resonance. This is how we inherit a collective memory. And it, it, this stuff gets just so bizarre, but I, I'm fascinated by it. And one of the things that, that kind of go along with this is the idea that we can inherit a collective memory. You know, this is a little bizarre, but it, the species can learn and pass on information to every member all over the planet. So say that a rat learns a new pattern of behavior. This theory says all rats of the same species learn that new behavior at that point. It, it's kind of like cloud computing is sort of the way I look at it. Memories do not need to be stored in the brain. You know, they can be communicated through these fields. And it's also exhibited in nature. Social groups are also fields, like schools of fish moving together or flocks of birds that fly together but never touch. You know, human societies aren't any different. You know, we experience a past ritual together, like holidays or when we sing a song, and we create a field of resonance to the people before us that have had the same experience. You know, this is one of the reasons that music is so powerful. These fields underlie our mental activity, our perceptions, and you can actually test this, and you probably have experienced this because if you've ever had the feeling that you're being stared at, you know, and then you only to look over and see someone staring at you, you know, this sort of provides a scientific explanation of telepathy. You know, these fields that we inhabit go far beyond our minds. They're like cell phone signals and they attract other fields that are in that same resonance. And part of our third density experience is coming to terms with these concepts. It's an understanding of the self beyond the body. And when a social memory complex is born, it's like a new self is born, you know, in conjunction with all these other fields. You know, think of that school of fish comparison. It's like that, only much more complex and on a metaphysical level. Part of what makes this so difficult is that on this planet, with the political and economic systems in place, it's hard not to be focused on the individualized separateness of everything. But we are made for far, far greater things than that. And so... That's great, Brad. How do we move into this enlightened path and evolve to the new earth? Um, it's kind of simple in a way. It's by opening our heart. You know, the heart creates a toroidal field around the body that looks like an infinity symbol, and it goes far beyond the body. This is where we get into you and I being light beings. 
we're a combination of the sun and the earth. The heart just has to be open. And then it's a, a numbers game. Enough people get awakened, open their hearts. That's when we form the new earth. I'll link all the ways that you can find Brian Scott and check out his new book, The New Earth User Manual. Maybe next time we'll get into uh, opening up chakras. I've always wanted to know more about that, which is uh, a big part of why I have the podcast. If you'd like to help out the Coffee Buzz, tell a friend, and then uh, they can find all the episodes on their favorite podcatcher or thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. Spread the word, and as always, thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next week.